Hi, wherever you're listening to me, I hope you're staying safe and doing well. I'm Hari Arakli and this is today's Tech Briefing. In this program... So, uh, it's always a cross-border neobank. Uh, what we are trying to do is to build a financial world that goes uh, beyond borders. So, these days, there's a lot of restrictions on uh, money to move freely across countries. And if we will be successful, I think money would uh, move seamlessly across uh, borders. That's after these headlines. Apple has recruited another former Tesla engineer to build out its electric car team, Bloomberg reported yesterday. The latest hire is Christopher Moore, a software engineer who will report to Stuart Bowers, another former Tesla executive who joined Apple last year, according to the report. Bowers had led Tesla's autopilot team before leaving Tesla in mid-2019, according to Bloomberg. Meanwhile, Tesla's founder and the world's richest person Elon Musk polled his Twitter followers on whether he should sell 10% of his stock ostensibly to pay taxes. Some critics tweeted back that wealth shouldn't be a way to avoid taxes and that Musk's reason that much was being made about unrealized gains didn't hold water because he's able to take out bank loans on the stock. Google's parent Alphabet has set up a new company to use artificial intelligence to find new drugs. The new company called Isomorphic Labs will be based in Britain and use the AI developed at DeepMind, the UK AI company that Google acquired in 2014. Isomorphic Labs is a commercial venture with the mission to reimagine the entire drug discovery process from first principles with an AI-first approach and ultimately to model and understand some of the fundamental mechanisms of life. Demis Hassabis, co-founder and CEO of DeepMind, said in a blog post Thursday last week. Hassabis is also the founder and CEO of Isomorphic Labs. While the new company was announced last week, it was incorporated in February, according to a filing with Companies House, Britain's company registry, CNBC reported. WhatsApp could be developing a communities feature, WA Beta Info reports. The feature could give group admins more control over the groups, including the ability to create groups within groups. WA Beta Info also posted some screenshots to show that currently the feature looks like group chats and that it also seems to be end-to-end encrypted. Admins can invite other people to join the community. Users can be manually added or they can join using a community invite link if the admin has shared it privately or publicly, according to the report. Back in February, entrepreneur-turned-investor Raghunandan G announced he was starting a new venture, this time a fintech startup that would offer cross-border services to Indians going abroad to study and work. Recently, Raghu, as he is known to everyone, raised a $40 million Series A round with big names like DST Global and Tiger Global backing his company called Zolve, which already had marquee early-stage investors like Axel and Lightspeed from its seed round. Response to Zolve has been beyond expectations and having started with Indians moving to the US, the company is quickly gaining traction as an operation that could tap other corridors around the world as well, he told me in a recent conversation. Here's more. Raghu, welcome back to this podcast. Last time we spoke uh, after your seed round, uh, we got a glimpse into your cross-border banking idea behind Zolve. For folks who don't know Zolve yet, uh, maybe you could give us a brief backgrounder and we'll go from there. Yeah, thanks, Arit. Uh, it's always a pleasure uh, talking to you. So, uh, Zolve is a cross-border neobank. Uh, what we are 
trying to do is to build a financial world that goes uh, beyond borders. So these days, there's a lot of restrictions on uh, money to move freely across countries. And if you will be successful, I think money would uh, move seamlessly across uh, borders. Uh, to begin with, what we are focusing on is the credit history migration piece. Whenever people move from one country to another country, uh, since they don't have any local credit history in the new country, uh, they end up being treated as high credit risk individuals because of which access to credit is uh, limited and um, and the very, very expensive also. And uh, life is a struggle for the initial three to four years till they build a good credit history. What we observed is majority of these people have got a great credit history in their home country. And what we as a company believe in is uh, our credit worthiness is a reflection of one's behavior. And uh, it is not really a function of the location that they're in. Right. And we understand that uh, this exists currently in the market today because uh, financial institutions in one country don't talk to financial institutions in the other country because of which there is an arbitrage where a low risk individual of one country uh, ends up being treated as a high risk uh, individual in another country. And that's the problem that we want to uh, solve. Okay. I saw also in your press release that uh, some 70,000 people have signed up uh, from Canada to Australia to Germany. So give us an update on uh, what's been happening at Zolf in the interim. Oh, uh, that's a very interesting uh, question, Harry. So I think uh, the kind of traction that we are receiving has been uh, way beyond our expectations. So uh, so whenever any startup start off, you typically focus on, on the product market fit uh, in the initial, uh, initial days, right? Where you uh, really look at what's the market that we are after, right? What is the product that you have and whether the product essentially caters to that market. So as part of our, uh, our product market fit, what we were focusing on was let's get some 500 folks all right, who are migrating from India to, let's say, uh, to the US, whether whatever the solutions that we have, be it the credit card, bank account, debit card, would that be of use for them? So that's what we wanted to start off with. And we thought probably we'll get some pandered people. So we got some 100, 150 people through uh, affiliate network and other channels. But once those people came on, right, the word spread so virally that we got around uh, uh, 70,000 signups. So we wanted to do 500 students. Uh, right, and we got 70,000 signups. So then we didn't really have a choice but to move the thing, but we didn't want to move the needle also too much without doing product market fit. Scaling is probably uh, the best way to uh, commit suicide. So we restricted ourselves to 2,000, move from 500 to 2,000 people, uh, but uh, yeah, put the rest of the people in uh, uh, wait list. Uh, so those guys are obviously unhappy, but we didn't want to uh, over overreach ourselves and do that. So that's what happened, uh, right? So that was initially a good sign. After that, we thought that our customers would, um, uh, so we primarily focused on students to begin with. So even though we cater to working professionals, any migrant who's migrating from uh, any country to any country, right? We primarily focused on students because of COVID, uh, working professionals movement across countries has been limited. So only the students were allowed to go. So that's the reason we chose students, focused on students who are uh, joining colleges during the fall. And uh, what really happened was uh, we thought that these students would use us for Uber, Lyft, all right, Postmates, DoorDash, and probably uh, grocery purchases and stuff like that. So average transaction value would be around ten dollars, fifteen dollars, maximum fifty dollars, right? So that's what uh, we thought. But once uh, our customers went to the US, uh, they saw that we are providing them a high credit limit credit card. So the credit limit on us is around thousand five hundred dollars to five thousand dollars for the students. Uh, for the working professionals, in the, uh, starts from $3,500 and goes, goes up to $25,000 also. So when you're focusing on the students, the students went there, started buying laptops using their credit card, bought an iPhone, paid for insurances, paid the rent, even paid the college tuition fee using the credit card. All right. So the, uh, the average transaction value was close to $250, $300. Then we thought it's an habitation. Okay, the first month itself is there because they're just settling in. All right. Once they settle, it will come back to the old thing. 
right? So this was in August. September, we realized that uh, there was Labor Day weekend. So people went to Vegas, people went to tourist places, people booked flights, people booked hotels, people rented a car. Again, the transaction value shot up. So then we realized that these students are a lot, lot different from the way we thought they, they to be. And we uh, these are all been extremely positive surprises. Right? And the bank account also, we thought people would probably fund the bank account with monthly expenses, maybe $1,000, $1,500, right? What we see is people are depositing around close to $40,000. That's like 30 lakh rupees, all right? Because, uh, right, and we sit on some uh, crazy uh, $2.5 million of uh, bank deposits as of now, where, right? We never expected that we'll have such kind of bank deposits also. It's been uh, positive such way, uh, in that way because we now understand that when we talk to customers, why are they doing whatever they're doing? Because there is no other option. This is the only option that they have and they just want to ensure that uh, the money is parked here uh, in the US and uh, they get to use a credit card and build a credit history for whatever purchases that they want to do. So that's that's happened. The other thing that you were referring to that uh, uh, other countries is, what, what happened was, so these are students and students from India mingle with students from other countries also in the US, right? And whenever they go out, they go out in a groups. When uh, students from other countries noticed our uh, customers using credit card, right, using the using our app, right, seamlessly and having a much better experience, right. So those people started reaching out to us and asking us, okay, player, we also require, we are also students from the same university, uh, right. If we're giving it to one, we should give it to us also, right. And I'm ready to give whatever information that you require. So we got close, I mean, more than ten thousand applications from students from Canada, UK, Germany, and Australia asking for uh, these banking products from us because this problem is uh, omnipresent, right? It doesn't discriminate against countries. At any country to any country, this problem exists. And because of which we feel that uh, we've hit the uh, product market fit uh, uh, right. And because of which only we were able to generate so much of interest uh, within the investors community to uh, participate in the round. Give us also a glimpse into what's been happening inside Zolve itself over the last seven to eight months. What have you all been doing? Oh, so that's a very uh, interesting question, Harry. So we were like, uh, what, uh, uh, eight months back, we were five people. Now we are 100 plus people, right? It's been a rapid growth, right? So um, uh, right. So it's like uh, the way we see ourselves as more like a heart surgeon than a mechanic. So the business is running and we can't stop the uh, business, right? Just to get more people, train those people and get them to start contributing it. So we're running the business in parallel. We're building the team also and uh, building the culture as well. Uh, right, so that's 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 been happening. So and uh, uh, and as part of the culture, right, what we do is we listen to each and every customer calls, right. Every week, the entire company, uh, right, once every week, the entire company sits and listens to the customer conversation that we are having, so that everyone in the team, uh, right, is glued to what the customers are saying. So because of which, prioritizing things, right, fixing bugs, fixing issues, adding new features has become so seamless because once the customer is asking for that, everybody can understand. The same thing the product manager says, probably the engineering team may not really appreciate. The same thing the marketing team says, probably the product manager will not uh, really appreciate. But the same thing the customer says, right, everybody is in sync. Nobody questions the customer that, uh, right, why it's so. Right, they understand that and stuff like that. If the customers are asking, then we should better do it. Right, it's been a, it's been a uh, great, uh, great, great journey. And uh, uh, so because I've been a second time entrepreneur, there's a slight change in the way I'm really looking at uh, building this team. Earlier, I built up team bottom up. Now I'm really looking at uh, having people at all different senior levels, mid levels, junior levels, and even the operational staff. Right, so that way we have a lot more. We have decision makers at uh, uh, multiple levels, 
and the entire uh, company runs uh, completely decentralized the entire decision making is decentralized so people figure out issues people fix it uh, there itself not, not everything uh, uh, essentially comes to me so that's um, uh, that's been the case and uh, so we're 100 people probably by march will be around 250 to 300 people right and uh, covid um, uh had put some spanners in through remote working and a startup zero to one startup it's so difficult to work uh, remotely but touch wood even though it's not mandatory uh 80 to 90 percent of the people uh, come to office and uh, work in the office so that's been that's been a good i think uh, uh touch wood uh, uh, so so far at least uh, we've been able to build a great team a team that we can bank on the team that uh we can uh, trust on and the team the team that uh, respects each other and uh, and the team that is willing to walk the uh, long mile or the extra mile to really make it uh, happen for the customers so 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 very happy that uh, i've been part of this journey surrounded by so many people uh, all around me on innovation um, both in terms of the financial products that you want to offer and the features in the zolve app and the technology that you want to offer give us a sense of uh, what kind of innovations have already gone into zolve oh so this is this is a very amazing uh, question right uh because i think uh, uh we uh, we uh, we are in a very very unique place compared to any other company anywhere right so most of the companies are country specific right and some companies go abroad only with they become success extremely successful in their home country and they try to replicate that in other countries right so since we are in the cross border space we understand what is happening in india we understand what is happening in the us right what we are trying to do what we are been able to do is to get the best of uh, whatever that is happening in india figure out what is best that is happening in the us and marry it with the best in or the latest in technology right so in india if you really look at it right so there is imps rtgs neft and there is upi right almost all the customers are used to upi based kind of payments in the us uh, the same payments even account transfers right between two banking accounts takes 2 to 3 three days right there's no instant transfer at all there so what we are uh, doing there is to replicating the instant transfer behavior in the us so that the, even the people in the us will also fall in love with that right and in the us uh, the rewards loyalty programs uh, are significantly high now crypto is a big thing uh, in the us we are taking those rewards loyalty programs crypto right and marrying it with the upi uh, instant uh, uh, payment uh, kind of a setup right and offer a phenomenal experience to our customers so we're already doing that right so we're working on instant remittances as well that is also probably going to go live uh, this week right that's the, that's the thing that we are um, uh, trying to do that right get best of whatever that is available in these two countries and provide a seamless experience for our customers and that's that's what we've been uh, happening so far right so that's that's one and uh, most of the people they right so banking they don't really have a great app uh, everything uh, has to be based on ssn most majority of the migrants don't have an ssn right without a ssn they're completely handicapped right so is there a way for us to help them open up a bank account get access to credit cards and things like that without an ssn we have been able to crack that also so there is innovation on the product side there is innovation on the feature side there is innovation on the uh, process uh, that's been followed also all uh, right and that's i think uh, 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 that's the way we approach it because we see ourselves as a consumer tech company or uh, we don't see ourselves as a bank comp- a banking um, uh, as a bank right and what we believe is um, banks are in the business of providing customers what they have we as a consumer tech company we are in the business of providing customers what they need or what they want right and that's that's the way we are looking at it okay uh, you've recently announced uh, your series a funding of uh, 40 million dollars with some of the biggest names in the vc industry backing you uh, tell us a bit about this funding and the most important ways in which you want to use this money 
awesome so uh, we got we got a uh, uh, dst cap uh, dst global uh, tiger global right and alkyon capital to join hands with uh, the existing investors that we had which was uh, axel partners lightspeed ventures and uh, so and we also have uh, angel investments from uh, uh, co2 folks softbank folks and other folks as well right ishana capital also so we have uh, an amazing bunch of uh, uh, people on this and why all these people are excited to be part of this journey hari uh, is that uh, um almost all these folks were have been migrants mm. right either they went abroad to study uh for the b school or they started working somewhere else abroad right each and every one of them have gone through this problem lived uh, lived this problem for 2 3 years of their lives right and they never thought that this can be solved uh, in this particular fashion right because of which we don't whenever we talk to these investors you no know, we don't have to sell the problem they already have lived to the problem we just have to talk about the solution so in february uh, this year we were talking about the solution right in september uh, this year the our investors are looking at customers using that solution and been extremely happy with that solution right and that's the reason uh, they were able to participate so now we have raised that kind of a money uh, right so out of the 15 million also i think uh, we have spent close to 2 million dollars right so we have 13 million dollars in the bank and this 40 million dollars so we want to invest in uh, building a team right we want some so uh, i think uh, we are trying to build a, a global consumer product out of india i think this is the first uh, time anybody is trying to do that right and for that we need to really need access to best uh, folks in the country right and that is expensive uh, so we want to do that and we want to provide uh, more and more uh, products and features to our customers we are looking at uh, expanding the product uh, feature set and we are also looking at expanding into different corridors also we're looking at india canada india uk india europe india australia uh, latam to us uh, canada to us uk to us right the multiple corridors that could open up all uh, right so that is something that we will be investing so primarily we'll go in building the team uh, adding more products and features and unlocking uh, newer corridors hmm tell us about uh, what you see as some of the biggest fintech trends out there today globally oh i think uh, the way at least i operate is um, uh, the same football analogy um, hari right so good the football players play where the ball is uh, great football players are going to play where the ball is going to be right so if you really ask me what are the new trends today dnpl buy now pay later is the craze of the season hmm. right closely followed by crypto whether it's going to be crypto trading whether it's going to be nft and stuff like that so i'm not really sure uh, how long will these things will last all mm. uh, right so that's 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 there so there's a lot of innovation that is happening but i think uh, where we are uh, right so we have got a ringside view of uh, all the innovations that are happening right so india has leapfrogged in when it comes to fintech so we are here right and us is where most of the innovations are also trying are happening so we are there also right so we have ringside seats on both sides and we'll figure out what is the best way to uh, really adopt all this to provide a phenomenal experience to our customers so that's that's where we are the way i really look at it it is for us to lose than for any if you have a ringside view on be uh, 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 at the forefront of whatever the innovations that are happening in these circles right yes so we'll do that uh, if you ask us whether we are going to do bnpl crypto and stuff like that maybe we are a bit too late if we start off right away but there is a lot lot of things that are happening i think we'll get to know uh, over a period of time a uh, lot of new things that are happening as well so we will probably take some bets on those and uh, see how thousands go there yeah i was going to ask you about uh, bnpl as well as uh, this uh, whole uh, fancy term of uh, embedded finance if you look at companies like uh, klarna i was just wondering maybe it's uh, slightly uh, an early question uh, but eventually do you think zolve will offer some of these products to its customers including indians uh, living in india 
So a uh, uh, simple answer to that question, Hari, is uh, if our customers want it, we'll provide it. No questions asked. Uh, right, but but coming to BNPL, uh, uh, right. So currently, also there is a lot of uh, uh, thought process or some companies struggling with BNPL, uh, the amount of frauds uh, that are happening. So we don't know how the BNPL industry would evolve. Some people are taking heavy breeds, some people are uh, moving away from that. We don't know how the industry is planning uh, going to phase out there. And uh, for us to offer um, uh, such kind of solutions to our customers, uh, the way we look at it is either it is uh, uh, build on your own or partner with some somebody or acquire acquire a company uh, who does that right so in most of these places what we do is if somebody has already cracked the problem we don't want to reinvent the wheel we'll partner with those people and offer it to our customers and we share commercials uh, right so that our customers don't have to really go out and look out for somebody else and stuff like that but uh, so if there are any you know, if there's nobody who's prob- uh, probably cracked that particular piece of market then we will start innovating on those things so the way we really look at it is um, uh, the best way to look further away further is to stand on the uh, shoulders of giants and uh, if some of these people who have already cracked some of these markets if they are giants in this industry we just want to stand on top of them and look further than trying to do what they've already been doing for the last few years and maybe we can do it a bit more faster than them but that doesn't really help right so we need to build do offers customers what is not necessarily available in the market as of today if something is available and our customers want it we'll partner with those people who are doing a good job at it and we do it so that's that's a way to look at it Okay, uh, one question on your entrepreneurial experience uh, to take advantage of having you here on this podcast. Uh, what are some of the big differences you see in the Indian startup ecosystem today compared with uh, when you started Taxi for Sure because of which uh, it might be easier for an entrepreneur to start a venture today? Wow, I don't even recognize uh, what is happening today. Hmm. <laughs> it's so, so different. It's so different. Uh, when, uh, when we started um, nearly 10 years back, getting people to interview itself was such a challenge because no one wanted to get into a startup mm. because till then nobody knew that one one can create wealth you know, working in a startup so even though you get access to some good people you know it's very difficult to convince them and if you interview them make an offer also uh, they were they are interested but whatever they see too risky and they won't really join all right so that itself is a huge problem and as of today now we see so many good people coming out uh, wanting to join startups and so not just join startups a lot of people uh, right want to start on their something on their own earlier people won't do it people won't really quit their jobs people would be would start something but will continue to have the full time job also not giving that 100% so nowadays we see an amazing bunch of people right armed with their only a dream and a vision they start companies right i mean uh, it's and and they see one these are the people who see problems everywhere and they feel that they have a great solution so i think from where we were uh, 10 years back uh, to where we were uh, where we are today in terms of uh, number of startups the kind of people starting up uh, right uh, so it's been a phenomenal uh, difference uh, where we saw 100 companies starting up right i think we see currently 5000 to 10000 companies are starting up so that's one uh, secondly in terms of uh, hiring whole lot of as i told you right so we we struggled to get uh, 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 get access to good people whatever limited access that we had convincing them to join a startup was a huge huge challenge but these days you get a lot of talented people who are willing to uh, join startups but the salaries are so high salaries are so high earlier we didn't have that uh, salary challenge we had access problem now we don't have the access problem we have the compensation problem compensation are so high and uh, in the last one year because of the uh, nature of funding that uh, that is happening in the indian market right uh uh building a team has been super expensive uh and even though some uh, some companies are able to afford to build the build such kind of teams uh right it's very uh, challenging to retain the team also i think it's more uh, it's uh, probably easier to retain customers 
uh, through your business than retaining uh, team members. So that's been that's uh, that's that's uh, that's another challenge. And access to capital was extremely limited uh, from either to the uh, West, right? So some of the U.S. companies had to come and uh, invest in the Indian startups, or to the East, in some of the Chinese, Chinese, Singapore, Hong Kong force had to come and invest. Right, but after it, what has really happened is um, there's a whole lot of money. So there is a uh, access to uh, capital from the west, access to capital from the east. But also the old economy in India is opening up to invest in startups. So Reliance is uh, betting heavily. Tata's are betting heavily. The Billas are betting heavily. Uh, right, almost every the old economy guys are uh, betting heavily. Adani is also looking at building a super app. Right, the old economy money money is uh, now catching up. Not just at that uh, high level. Even when you look at some angels, uh, angel investors, right. So there is a whole lot of uh, folks who made money. In in the old economy, they are also willing to commit to startups, and I think uh, the Zomato IPO has been a true testament to how how uh, uh, the retail investors are looking at startups, right? So I think we have come off age, but do I think that uh, we have hit the saturation point? Nowhere close, nowhere close. I think there's still significant amount of room for uh, things to grow. So now I think uh, most most of the startups are exiting. And uh, majority of these entrepreneurs who got an exit are giving it back to the ecosystem, either through money, either through their experience, either through mentoring uh, startups, uh, sharing their experience. So that way, it's been there. Uh, still, long way, long way to go for uh, the Indian startup ecosystem catch up with what is whatever that happened in China, whatever that is happening within in the US also. In the US, I think uh, uh, both the couples uh, uh, right work in a startup because they don't necessarily uh, deem it as risky. But even in a city like Bangalore. Uh, right. Uh, if you take a couple, one of them will be well working in a startup. Other one would be working in probably a stable company. Right. So so far, at least uh, we haven't really come across where uh, both the spouses are um, uh, working in a startup. So I think uh, so that should, that should, that probably would evolve. We will get there. Uh, right. Uh, uh, yeah. And still, I think um, we talk more about uh, the successes in the startup ecosystem, and we don't really celebrate our failures. I think once we are able to get uh, there, where we start talking about the failures that people have, uh, right, and when where failures are not looked down upon, right, I think uh, then we would have probably would have arrived in the ecosystem. And I think uh, we're already making a huge dent in the um, uh, GDP of the country also. And if you really look, look at it, right, I think India has the highest number of private uh, a billion dollar plus companies uh, compared to uh, public uh, companies, uh, right? And uh, yeah, so it's already there, and we still have a very, very, very long way to go here, Ari. Okay, uh, excellent, uh, Raghu. As always, uh, a learning experience for me listening to you. Thank you so much again for making time for this, and I certainly hope to keep the conversation going. Hey, thank you, Ari. Thanks, thanks a lot for having me uh, on this uh, platform today, and uh, and uh, very very interesting and interviewing uh, questions. I think uh, it's been some time since uh, somebody asked me such kind of questions, Ari. Thanks a lot. Thank you very much. That was Raghunandan, founder and CEO of Zolve. That's it for this briefing. You can find all our podcasts on ForbesIndia.com and on your favorite podcast apps. I'm Hari Arakli. Thank you for listening.